0: to borrow a line from Groucho Marx, I wouldn't want to belong to a club that have somebody like me as a member.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> ah, so glad you finally saw Annie Hall. I'm glad I watched it again for the first time in years. Uh, we will get into that, though. All right, let's go. Got your sweet hat going? Yeah. Where's your cat?
1: She's over in the corner.
0: Nice. All right, well, shall we get into it? Let's do it welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of the movies and brews podcast where we talk movies and we drinks and brews i'm jordan and staring through the screen here is daniel hello hello today we are talking the next episode of the docuseries the movies and we'll be talking the 1970s so sit back relax grab a drink and may the force be with you
1: cheers always Cheers.
0: Where'd it go? Do, do, do. There it is. And I don't make any apologies for last, last week's episode. I put like four Van Halen songs in it as a little tribute to Eddie. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah. No apologies,
1: everybody. So, Daniel, what are you drinking today? I've got a uh, Mind the Apocalypse IPA from 10 Barrel Brewing.
0: Nice. So, I've got, I've had a few of these now since you got me this. Daniel, this is part of this pack you got me for my birthday.
1: Nice. See that?
0: Yeah. Little Beast Brewing. This is called Wolf Camp and it's a hoppy saison, And this thing is delicious.
1: Yeah, I, I went my picked-
0: fourth can since you got me that four pack a few weeks ago or two weeks ago.
1: Nice. I mean, I uh, I went back to the Milwaukee beer store and bought myself a can of that to try it out, and I liked it. I didn't love it as much as you. You seem to like really, really love it. But I, I think it's really good. It's just not quite mm-hmm. exactly what I like to drink. I like it. It's got just
0: really good bite to it. All righty, Daniel. Well. Why don't we get on into it? Let's talk some uh, 1970 flicks and our main movie on tap, Annie Hall. All right. So 1970s. That was what an episode full of just movies. <laughs> Lots of movies. so many movies.
1: But yeah, as we're getting closer to, you know, like modern times, I'm starting to pick up on like, yeah, I've seen a lot of these shows or like, or I've heard, at least heard of a lot more of the movies, not necessarily seen a lot more. I mean, it is getting more like familiar, but yeah, like I still saw a bunch of stuff in there that I'm like, oh, that looks good. I mean, I think for this section, I put one, 16 movies on my list nice
0: yeah just um, the 70s. i don't have. i don't really have a I, I wrote down a lot of movies i talked about uh i didn't really make a list of ones i haven't seen yet but man were well, there are so many though that i want to go back through and watch i you know i want to go see the godfather again watch the sequels i want to see i've never seen some of these old vietnam movies like the deer hunter or apocalypse now want to see those right um Couple of Scorsese films like Mean Streets I still haven't seen yet, and Alice doesn't live here anymore. But man, so yeah, 1970s kind of interesting time period they're talking about because old Hollywood is kind of coming to an end, and we're we're making this transition to a new Hollywood. You know, some new players are coming out. I mean, this is the rise of Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, even Ron Howard is learning how to direct, <laughs> even though yeah. he's a kid woody allen uh brian de palma scorsese i mean there's all these new up-and-comers just hitting the scenes and man yeah. uh yeah i i really there's so many like scorsese films i want to go see i you know i guess i've seen a lot of his films but i want to kind of go through them one by one and kind of watch the evolution of martin scorsese
1: yeah you know i was watching it and i remember watching it, and i texted him like Cause I've seen Taxi Driver and I fucking love Taxi Driver. And I just text you like when they're playing clips, I'm like, man, Taxi Driver's so fucking good. But that's, yeah, I need to watch more Scorsese films too.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, you got actors coming up too. Jack Nicholson, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, all on the rise as well. I mean, they were just huge for this time. Warren yeah. Beatty, that we saw in. Bonnie versus Clyde last week but oh my gosh um, yeah I don't know. what's some of your thoughts about just this part of the docuseries obviously you I got mean, a lot you want to
1: check out now yeah you know I think when we were talking about past episodes I think I said that usually old movies the ones that I find I really like are like probably nestled in like around mid 60s to probably the 70s I definitely said, like, more of the 60s, but after watching, like, the episode, I'm like, okay, I definitely think, like, the 70s still has a lot to offer me. So I was excited. Like, again, I watched a, you know, I like, when we were talking about, like, picking movies from these, I'm like, well, you said, like, maybe The Godfather. I'm like, I wanted to watch something that's not, like, as legendary, I guess. I mean, like, everybody talks about The Godfather. But I wanted to, like, when I was going through, I'm like, oh, what sounds really interesting? you know and a lot of them did and a lot of them i was telling you how like even some of the movies that i, I was looking on the like i could definitely see their in their uh effects on pop culture like we were talking about i told you how a dog day afternoon definitely is the inspiration to one of my favorite Bob burgers episodes yeah how, how, I, how does that plan to affect so it. i
0: watched dog day afternoon i watched three movies that uh they talked about this last week annie hall
1: manhattan and dog day Afternoon. i didn't make it to dog day i thought i was gonna uh, get to shit. it and i didn't I but i did see annie seen. hall and i watched blazing saddles
0: oh good good some brooks awesome
1: yeah because that was but um yeah so like going through like I said i wrote down a bunch i'm like i've still never seen chinatown but i did like the little story they told about jack nicholson like getting snubbed for chinatown he just turns around and says well you know, I'm a shoe in for next year for one of the Cuckoo's
0: (laughs) Nests. That was great. I'm a shoe in next year. It's fine. (laughs) And sure Uh, enough, boom, one. (laughs) I need to see Cuckoo's Nest again. That is such a good movie.
1: I think I've only seen it once, and I think it was a TV version, so I definitely need to sit down. Oh, yeah,
0: no, you gotta watch it just start to finish, no TV version.
1: But I mean, like, even some of them that, like, you know, even with, what, a 50-year time difference at this point, it, like some of these, like still seemed like it had a lot to do with modern day. Like, one of them that I wrote down that sounded really interesting that I definitely want to watch was the network mm-hmm. about the suicidal anchorman that was on air saying that he was going to kill himself after the broadcast, and then that the network's like, that's the highest ratings we've gotten all like in years, so they start churning out more like controversial stuff to click, higher up the ratings. Like
0: this is like pre clickbait, clickbait.
1: Yeah, essentially, like essentially, what is like? Con- oh, and they're like, oh wait, controversy, you know, gets us the ratings. So I'm like, I would be interested to see that sort of take in from the seven. And
0: I believe that movie is on the AFI top hundred. And I, until we watched this episode, had never um, knew what it was about. I, you know, so I'd only seen the title of it, but never dug into it to see what it was. I mean, it's it a very
1: like the network that could be anything, All right? But I mean, that was one of the ones the that I thought sounded network. one of the most unique. But at the same time, like, Annie Hall was just one of the ones that I'm like, this just, like, for some, something about it spoke to me. And then when I told you, he's like, I told you about it. You're like, yeah, Annie Hall sounds really good. But I mean, like, oh, man. Oh, I wrote down, like, Shaft. Because I've never actually seen any exploitation films. And Shaft is one of those ones. I mean, they just recently remade it or did a sequel of the remake or something. So
0: uh, it's like the Samuel L. Jackson one in the early 2000s. Was a remake per se, and then this right. this one, I feel like the new one that came out was it last year brought together all three actors that ever played Shaft, or a new guy playing Shaft, but then made it like a generational thing. You have Grandpa Shaft, Daddy Shaft, and then Young Shaft.
1: <laughs> and the and the Grandpa Shaft was the original actor, right?
0: As far as I know, yeah, I'd have to look it up, but uh, yeah, as far as I know,
1: it's too bad that they couldn't pull that off because I didn't hear good thing I didn't hear good things or maybe anything about.
0: i heard mixed reviews on it uh some people seem to like it i I still want to see it but yeah i'd like to go back and watch some of the old shaft movies but yeah i mean they talked about yeah how a huge um explosion of uh black lead films in the 1970s they talked about that sweet Sweetback movie shaft foxy brown coffee um oh gosh i'm trying to blink to her name i'll look it up here foxy brown played by the lovely i should know this um pam greer who is also jackie brown in the score in the
1: uh quentin tarantino film really mm-hmm. i still that's the one i think that's the only one of quentin tarantino's i still haven't seen
0: okay but yeah same same actress she she blew up in the 70s the uh, pam greer and yeah I, i'd like to see some of her old films um they sounded if anything else they just sounded fun yeah foxy brown sounded like a fun one um coffee sounded good so yeah i'd like to go back and watch some of these old ones
1: for sure i mean like i said like in all the i don't know like and a lot of the ones that i wrote down all had really different feels too like they it's like they there's one thing i really like is that it's not necessarily showing like I mean, like, they obviously show well, uh, well-regarded films and stuff, but it runs the gambit from, like, Animal House to, like, you know, Shaft in Chinatown to what, Jaws came out in the 70s. So they talk about that, too. And for the life of me, I wrote down a few that I can't even remember what they are, but they just popped out to me, like, The Parallax View and Three Days at the Condor. Mm-hmm. Like I remember writing those down, but now looking at the list, those are two of them that I just can't picture why I wrote them down. I to just
0: go watch them. Um, what else do we have here? Ah, there's just so much. Oh wait,
1: Parallax in... View I think was about the uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Like Which is check... funny
1: they even talk about that in Annie Hall. <laughs>
0: I'd like to talk about our uh I'd like to check out some of that Hal Ashby director's movies too.
1: He did Nashville and Shampoo. I did write down Shampoo too, because I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting.
0: A lot of a lot of these directors, yeah, coming out during the nineteen seventies. Uh you had John Cassavetes, they talked about Elaine May, who was one of the first women to write, direct, and star in movies. She did a New Leaf and The Heartbreak Kid. They talked about those too Right. And I love seeing the interviews with uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to blank to her name now. Um, the director of Fast Times at Richmond High. Just the same director that did Clueless. Here, I'm pulling it up here. She's always been one of my favorites. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't realize she Amy did Heckerling. Fast Times. Yeah, Amy Heckerling. Who, every
1: time they credited her, they credited her as the director of Clueless.
0: Yeah. No, she did Fast Times of Richmond High back in 82. And hopefully they'll talk about that in the next episode. I mean, I'm sure they will.
1: Maybe maybe when they have her back for the next episode, it'll just switch out Clueless to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times. It'd be weird Ridgemont if it didn't.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Fast Times is one of my favorites, especially when it, you got uh, raunchy sex comedy. Fast Times is like my absolute favorite
1: <laughs> yeah. as far as
0: that category goes. But yeah, you had the one that started it all. They talk about Animal House and John Belushi being just a knockout
1: star in that. I know. That's one of them that I heavily considered, too, that I wanted to watch because I've still never seen Animal House. Uh, just watch it. I should. That's why it's on the list. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, this one was such a blast, and it seems like a lot more like... I don't know. I mean, like, every movie pretty much in every single episode that they've mentioned, almost... I write down almost all of them. just like, holy shit, I at least at least the sampler. You know? But... I think, like, in the 70s, there's just so many that I'm like, oh, man, like, all these iconic movies, slash, all these movies that I've never heard of that looked awesome. Like, the one that I, like, early on in the episode was Serpico, which had a, um, Al Pacino know? in it playing, like, a cop trying to fight against the corrupt police, police force, mm-hmm. which looked really good. Yeah, I Pacino want to say see that.
0: Seeing a young Pacino in the dog day afternoon. Oh, so good. So I'll talk about this one briefly since I know you, you didn't get around to seeing it, but yeah, it was a good film, Daniel. It was, I don't know, better than expected. I don't, it was just so well-made. Uh, so many great, excuse me, moments. Pacino is great in it. The, even the uh, supporting cast is really good. It's about a guy, you know, looking to rob a bank and just doesn't go smooth as he expects and just Next thing you know, what what he was hoping would it take a few minutes turns into hours and hours and hours. But oh, so good though! You definitely right. got to check
1: it out. I know. I need to. That was the one that I was just told you. I'm like, this is the. And one. there's I- a, there's
0: a lot of things in that too that you're kind of seeing like now happening. Like one, for example, the, you know, police set up perimeters. They've got you know they're they're surrounding the bank. They got perimeter set up. So, but they an audience comes to watch the entire time. Uh, this is going on, and they're cheering on Pacino's character. You know, the guy robbing a bank. They're cheering him on, booing at cops and things like that.
1: And Which like, I just yeah. love that idea of something like that. And again, it's something you see sympathetic villains more now. But then again, like I said, like I like that's one thing I will keep champing about the the sh- like the series is that it puts context. Of like, yeah, well, this is a big deal. Like, it's not now, but. Like, it wouldn't be now if it happened in a movie, but, like, when it happened in, like, Dog Day Afternoon, like, it was one of the first times you're actually, like, cheering for the bank robbery, you know? Yeah, I know. Could you imagine
0: if we could just transport back, not know what we know now, and just be surprised by all this stuff? Like, Like, let Jaws scare the shit
1: out of us? I would absolutely love to go back, like I said, like to Bonnie and Clyde, when that guy gets shot in the mouth. And then I would love to just be an audience where they're like, oh, my God.
0: Like holy shit we've never seen a guy get shot before again literally
1: blowing their minds
0: yeah uh gosh i mean imagine seeing i mean even at um whatever age i was seeing star wars for the first time my mind was blown but could you imagine being 18 in the audience and you've you know never seen anything by the age of 18 like star wars and you're like holy shit let's go get in the back of the line and let's go see this again
1: i know and again like it's one of those things too it's just like because you know we have star wars to look back and be like yeah it's like similar to star wars but like you didn't have anything to compare star wars to. you're like holy shit star wars is nuts mm-hmm. you know and it's one of those movies that just because of how stylized it is obviously like it holds up like it's one of the movies that i feel like holds up the best every time you rewatch it. like it doesn't look like it's from the 70s no
0: not at all like
1: you know, obviously like tinker, tinker it, would it, cle- it would look a lot cleaner if it was made now, but it still like doesn't even look like it's from the 70s. Love
0: it, love it, love it. Alien came out in the 70s, 1979. That is one of my favorite movies ever. I love the first two Aliens so much. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, I don't know, do you want to get into Annie Hall here? Yeah, so, let's get into Because, yeah, Hall. that was one of the big, you know, this comedian writer named Woody Allen hit the spot. And I got to say, if you like... Annie Hall, you got to go see one of his earlier ones. So, gosh, it was probably like 15, 20 years ago. I I was getting Woody Allen movies from the library for a while, and I started with Bananas and watched a whole bunch of them, six in a row, like one after another, as far as like order release goes. And I think I got to just the one before Manhattan before. For some reason, I stopped, and I think I skipped ahead to like the 2000s. <laughs> but, yeah, so Woody Allen, man, what uh What a character, and I mean, just a talented writer.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he has, and I don't know if, like, this is a character that he has, like, or it's kind of like something he does in multiple movies, but, like, how he kind of, like, is charming, because he's just kind of, like, a stuttering mess, pretty much the entire movie, for the most part. You know, like, he has his moments, but, like, he's more of just, like, he kind of talks over himself. Mm-hmm. a little bit like having trouble getting his stu- like getting his thoughts out but like you know it helps his character a lot and it's very endearing but like i don't know i really liked the movie but even though i kind of you know i saw some clips i was completely caught off guard by the movie almost immediately when we were watch when i was watching it what we'll caught you off guard well, it's just because, like in the clips, like they, like yeah, like oh, they mention how he breaks the fourth wall, and I'm like, oh, maybe it happens every once in a while, and I wasn't expecting it when I watched it. Like it just constantly happens, and it was some of the funniest parts of the movie. Oh gosh, one
0: of my favorite scenes is when he and Annie are in line for that movie, and the guy behind is just rambling on, <laughs> and you just and can't. Just take it. on
1: about how what he thinks, like this director meant by doing these things, and you know, like what he thinks they mean and all this stuff. And then I, yeah, like I said, he's like, this guy's a fucking idiot. And then he pulls him aside and brings him to the director. And the director's just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have completely misinterpreted my work. <laughs> that,
0: that was probably my favorite uh, fourth, fourth wall break moment too as he looks at the audience. Don't you wish life was this simple? <laughs> yeah. Just get your answers just like this but what what a great movie what a great performance by diane keaton i mean she makes that role without diane keaton i don't think this movie works as well as it did
1: yeah you know if you get any anybody like less talented in that role like it's just i don't think it works you're right
0: i mean they have great chemistry too i mean even when they're fighting it's just so funny like when he's complaining like when she's late to get into the movie and it's like great already started two minutes ago well you know what just can't do it you know it's like he's like i don't i don't like to start i like to see a picture from start to finish i don't know i guess i'm just anal and she's like "Eh, that's the friendly word to describe what you are
1: yeah and another thing that you know i'd heard they're like yeah it's like kind of relatable to like you know what relationships are actually like which also kind of made me think like okay well this is from the 70s so let's see but i'm like i saw a lot like almost an exact moment in this movie has happened to me in my current relationship you know whoa yeah with that well it was actually when it well not like verbatim because like they had broken up in the movie at this point before she calls him at 3m with an emergency and he shows up she's like there is a spider in my bathroom he's like are you serious and he's just like you know how i feel about bugs i have gotten that exact fucking call from shiloh i was hanging out with gavin and we were just playing video games she calls me at like Midnight is like I need your help. I'm like, are you okay? What's going on? She's like, there's a spider in my room, and I'm like, I am not coming over. But I was like, I am not coming over for that. You have to deal with it. You can kill a spider, but she has a thing about bugs that she hates them.
0: Uh, that happened with a gal once. I was on my way home. I was I'd only gotten a few minutes away, and she called. Same thing, spider in her kid, bathroom sink. I went back to go look. This fucker was huge. <laughs> One of the biggest I've ever seen. Even I was like, whoa,
1: shit. You're like, <laughs> I'm intimidated by that. I, I'm like, I see why you like, didn't want to deal with this.
0: Uh, so some, many some great moments though, just from you know, how they meet their awkward talk after the tennis game is great and him asking her out. Um, oh Gosh, I'm trying to think of some real funny scenes. One thing I I didn't realize is that is Shelley. I, I don't know if it's Duvall or Duvall, she, but Shelley from The Shining plays. Uh, she, I, I guess just the girl he went out with, right? She didn't play his first or second wife, but a girl he went out with. Oh, after, after they is, broke up. Is she
1: the girl that he was with from Rolling Stones?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Oh my God, I didn't even recognize her. That is a funny scene. It is. Um, but yeah,
0: going back and showing him with his first wife and second wife. The second wife especially, that awkward scene with them in bed. <laughs> and the train goes by, she's like, ah, damn it. I'm so close to finishing now. Now I get, ah, no, nah, no, nah, no, it's too late. Yeah. He's like, what the hell? Like, Is this going to happen every time a car go by and honks? <laughs> or, or I think he said, last night it was a car honking, now a train.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. And oh, so now, now got we, you got know, a headache? We can't oh, just watch the city to stop for us. So great. Oh, I just love that. I mean, like, yeah, I just kept like at first I was trying to like write down all these funny moments, but then it was just like, this is one of those comedies, just like one liners almost constantly. So I kind of just gave up on that and I was just like more writing down like things that really I really really liked. But like, honestly, like, I, I just really liked this movie a lot. Like, it's very awkward and weird. Like, it's really strange to explain. This is a hard movie to explain to somebody. It's kind of just like, you just got to sit down. You got to watch it. Like, it's a little awkward. It's a little, like, unconventional humor, but it's really good.
0: All right, it starts off with that awesome dialogue sequence at the very beginning when it's just Woody Allen's character, Alvy, talking to the camera. Yeah. And we, we find I mean? out, like, immediately that they've broken up. But I don't know. It, it's a great movie. I mean, yeah, they break up. They get back together, they break up again, she moves away. They try to be friends, try to make that work. It doesn't work. But yeah, I mean, how true to that? I mean, I think we've all been in a situation like that. I know I have.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, and that's another thing, too. Like, this definitely, like, if I, like, I, I would like to say that if I was watching this at, like, 16, I'd be like, oh, you know, that's a, that's a neat movie, you know? Like not bad by any means, but I think like six year old me would be like, Yeah, that was that was good, but was like cute. not really getting it until like and now at twenty six, I'm like, Oh yeah, like this kind of this nails it, especially for like older people. Like not not like super young, but not super old. Just kind of my those in between
0: part that still makes me laugh out loud every time is uh when they're in California and that guy's showing them the uh little container of cocaine. Yeah. He's like, he's like How much do you think this it's in here. It's like uh, at least what did you say? Like how many thousand? Like thousands of dollars worth, right here?
1: He said two grand in two like grand an Altoids right container. Altoids, just- huh? <laughs> just powder everywhere. I literally, I gasped when that happened. <laughs> I was just like, oh! Fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: I gasped because I'm just like, oh my god! I can't believe that just happened. He's like two grand right here. Blooms.
0: Let's go everywhere
1: yeah <laughs> like i'd be so, oh, so good
0: yeah so i i man i went and watched a uh i think it was a watch mojo did a top 10 list a few years ago of top 10 woody allen movies i watched that so many of his movies uh, that were out in the 80s too that i need to go watch uh there's one where a character in a movie screen comes out and falls in love with an audience member i guess that looked like a weird concept but really it looked like but it got praise I guess and it's on their top 10
1: okay
0: Uh, still never saw Midnight in Paris with with, uh, Owen Wilson need to see that but yeah he keeps going he tries to pump out write and direct a movie a year he had one come out last year that I never even had heard of um, called A Rainy Day in New York and then one this year called like something Rifkin's Festival
1: okay yeah I don't know about this. Like that's Woody Allen definitely. I don't think I'd ever watched a Woody Allen movie until we watched this one.
0: Oh, really? So, and here's one I just somehow missed uh from a couple of years back called Ir- Irrational Man from 2015 with Joaquin Phoenix and Emma Stone. I had no idea that those two were in a Woody Allen film. I love both of them.
1: That would be a one to watch, yeah. Especially modern films. Okay,
0: I want to go back and find that one. But no, I mean watching Manhattan and then Andy Hall, I was like, man, I just want to go to the beginning, Bananas, and just watch all his movies in order, all his ones from the seventies through the eighties through the nineties. I mean, he has got so many classics like Hannah and Her Sisters. Uh, Let me pull up a list here, but some of the big ones that talk about so we got Bananas, Sleeper, which is a movie about a guy that wakes up two hundred years in the future annie hall manhattan stardust memories uh z sounded pretty interesting oh the purple rose of uh, caro or k something is the one of the guy that pops out of the screen hannah sisters radio days um husbands and wives manhattan murder mystery was a big one back in its day bolts over broadway Anything else was one that with Jason Biggs in two thousand three? Yeah, Cafe Society and oh Vicky Christina Barcelona. I don't know, you that's one you really got to see, Daniel.
1: Okay. Yeah, like that's I'm got, looking through like so, his So for a few years his, in the
0: early two thousands he had um Scarlett Johansson was kind of his go to girl, kind of his Diane Keaton for the early two thousands, and she's in that, Rebecca Hall's in that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. I
1: interrupted oh no i was just saying like i'm looking through his filmography right now and yeah i've pretty much seen none of these movies so i think andy hall andy hall is the first woody allen movie i've actually seen
0: That's well, it's a great start yeah go back to bananas and just watch them forward
1: so, some are better than others but you know
0: it's, it's really fun
1: yeah like i said like you watch manhattan and i that was one of the ones i wrote down because i'm like this looks more artsy than some of the other ones and it kind That's of is. Would, it's a good story.
0: Like, good story, though. He falls in love with his best friend's mistress while simultaneously dating a 17-year-old.
1: Oh, well, see, he went off Scott Pilgrim with it. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's uh, good stuff, though. But Haney Hall. Oh, so many good moments Dude, yeah, in it.
1: that movie's so good. I was telling my girlfriend about it. I wanted to watch it with her, but it just never lined up because You know, she works mostly nights, and the only time that's the time I get to watch movies is when usually when she's closing. Yeah. But I don't know. I really loved Annie Hall. Sorry. Um, A couple of my favorite scenes that we hadn't talked about yet was like after their tennis game, the driving scene where she drives him back to her apartment. (laughs) And he's just like, again, so related. It's like, yeah, just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just she's driving like a fucking maniac going in between lanes and like f- into oncoming traffic just ripping around town in her little Volkswagen and I definitely remember that feeling of my girlfriend ripping around her tiny ass car I and mean, being like, holy shit, I'm gonna die
0: <laughs> but I totally read to this character my girlfriend's a bad driver too it just crack that one cracked I do, I do love like, you're a great tennis player but man, you are horrible at driving
1: and yeah he's like you are are," you're like how after he stops like you are just the worst driver of any driver ever (laughs) but one of my other favorite like not i guess scenes or like sequences is when they're both kind of talking about past relationships and they're both walking through like the memories of like uh annie's like past relationships like he's like really this guy and the guy's like oh yeah you know like I just like to feel, and you know, like all this hippie crap. And he's like, "Oh my god!" Oh, really? yeah, when they're
0: at the party, yes. Yeah, oh like, my gosh, that is know, so funny. Like,
1: was deep he, and emotional. You know, he had stuff going for him, and then ends just like, "I want you to put your foot on my heart." <laughs> and then he's just like, <laughs> he's oh. like I think I'm going to throw up." Yeah, that was really great. One of my favorites was the side by side therapy scene you know yes. like oh we have sex all the time it, it's like hardly no ever. we hardly ever have sex like three times a week and they're both saying that just that all the time and once hardly ever you know and just how like different like people and especially like different like you know t- people of opposite sex like kind of view things differently
0: what do you think of uh, a young christopher walken
1: Oh my God, I forgot to write that down, but that had got to, had to be one of the times that I laughed the fucking hardest from him, just like being in, like from that awkward dinner scene, moving through to like, Hey, you see a therapist. Well, what do you think about this? Sometimes I just think about driving my car into oncoming traffic and just that's it. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, we have to go to the airport. The parents are like, oh, we can't drive. Why don't we have him drive them? And you know, he's just not thinks anything of it. And then he's just in the front seat, just like staring at Christopher Walken, like, I he might kill us. <laughs> so funny.
0: Yeah, I I guess I don't think I knew who he was the first time I saw this movie. Cause I thought the oldest Christopher Walken movie I had seen was A View to a Kill in the early 80s.
1: Roger Moore Bond movie. But uh yeah i didn't even it wasn't like i didn't recognize him at the dinner table it wasn't until he started speaking in his bedroom i'm like holy shit that's all yeah you know again because it's one of those actors that everything i've seen him in he's already old old fiction <laughs> yeah i guess it's just like something about that like i never even knew that al pacino was one of the main guys or like was the main guy in the godfather mm-hmm until it was actually like blatantly spelled out to me in the, this docu-series. Docu- like, yeah, it's Al Pacino. I'm like, wait, I never even thought of that. Like, I, I never even recognized him because I'm it's so used to crazy see Al Pacino.
0: Because I've only seen him in like more modern stuff. Once you know, I'm luckily
1: done. Robert De Niro looks almost identical whether he's young or old. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a lot easier to pick up on.
0: Uh, it was funny seeing Paul Simon too as one of, of a character in this movie. Andy Hall. Which
1: which one was he?
0: He was uh, he was the guy at the bar trying to talk them into hanging out and going to a party. Oh, right, right, right. And then we okay. see him later. The record label. And yeah, we see him later on in California. Ah, so good though. What, what, what a, ah, yeah, good
1: movie. Yeah, honestly, like, I loved it. I had a great time. Like, as soon as it finished, I'm like, how much is the Blu-ray? It's like 10 bucks. So I think I have it on its way right now. Oh, nice. Because I'm like, cool, I'll get it and I'll just sit yeah, down and be like, all right, now we're both out, just gonna watch this. I
0: was actually the other day looking on uh, Amazon and there's no like real big Blu-ray pack for Woody Allen films. You'd think there would be.
1: you think the Kubrick's got one, obviously. you think Woody Allen would, got, would have I mean, one.
0: Even if they had to do it decade by decade, worth I it. Don't know.
1: I feel like especially since Woody Allen's, career span so long and he still has critically acclaimed movies in like modern that it would be great to have like a little bit from the 70s a little bit from the you know like a sampler of each decade
0: I just yeah do it decade by decade do like here's the 70s Woody Allen package here's the 80s
1: 90s 2000s I don't know I just, I'd don't, buy them I, all I would rather have a little sampler of like if it was one Woody Allen pack. I would have rather have like a bunch of critically acclaimed movies throughout his entire career yeah I don't know. So good though. Seriously, no. Like I wasn't expecting to love this movie. I looked like it was gonna be fun, but I loved it. And I don't know. I had a great time. Well, now it's A-plus. coming in the mail.
0: You can show Shiloh. So many good movies though from the seventies that I need to get back there and like watch. Though um, I'm trying to think. As far as like the docu series goes, it was kind of fun hearing about um, George Lucas and his friends start- starting their own company. And the first thing they pop out is THX 1138.
1: It's just not a big
0: hit, but. And then you have Paramount. They talk about Paramount Pictures buying the rights to a lot of books, one of them being The Godfather. And then they. And it's kind of funny how they said they had to talk Coppola into directing it. And then it ends up being one of the best movies of all time.
1: Yeah. And the biggest movie of his career. Yep. And then to even talk about, like, and then he makes The Godfather part two and it just reaches greater heights. And everybody's like, holy shit, how did he do it?
0: Yeah. Uh I try to think what else do they talk about in here. We type about Jack Nicholson.
1: Bruce Lee enters the scene. Uh he... yeah, I remember texting you about that. How they just like, yeah, Bruce Lee was a the thing. Then they right past him.
0: Yeah. Not very long at all with him.
1: No, which was kind of disappointing. <laughs> My
0: hands are red as lethal weapons. I accidentally kill you, I go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody accidentally kills anybody, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. Yeah. (laughs) Such a good performance. So yeah, we talked about Animal House is the start of Raunchy. Which, you gotta see Animal House. Even if it's dated, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Mel Brooks. So uh, talk about Blazing Saddles a little bit. So yeah, Mel Brooks is on the rise. He does Blazing Saddles. So you've watched it. Talk about it a little bit here.
1: So yeah, the, one of the reasons I picked this movie is because I had a friend in high school that loved Blazing Saddles. And he's like, oh man, Daniel, you're going to love this movie. And I'm kind of pissed at him that I didn't get to watch it in high school. Because uh, this is a funny story. He came over to my house and I think uh, one or two of my other friends were there. But he's like, yeah, let's, we're going to watch the movie. I'm like, cool, cool. So I was, like, checking the DVD player to see if anything's in it. He's like, here, put it in. And he just threw it, chucked, at, chucked it at me with a Frisbee and, like, hit me with it. So I kicked him out of the house. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Get the fuck out of my house. And they took Blazing Saddles, and I never watched it. Till this week. Watching it now, because I loved how Mel Brooks was even talking about how people were like, you think you can make it now? And he's like, I could hardly make it then. I'm like, yeah, you definitely couldn't fucking make it now i mean you have all these people using like the n-word and stuff but like the humor in it is still so fucking funny and some of like the gags and stuff like it all the whole thing centers around like this railroad company that hits quicksand literal quicksand so they have to reroute the the railroad but it there's a town in the way. So they're trying to get the people to abandon the town so they can just build a railroad right through it. And one of the my favorite things that made me laugh the hardest in the beginning scene, their first attempt to get them to abandon the town is they just hire a bunch of people to like ransack it. And so they're like, you do in the classic Western, like they run into town, they're dragging people around by ropes, you know, tearing stuff down. And then there's this scene where like, there's this part of, these two bandits like grabbing an old lady and then one of them it's just like going to town like boom boom just like punching her in the stomach over and over and over again it was fucking hilarious
0: i only saw this once i was probably in i think i was like 19 or something like that so it's been a while i need to watch this again watching that the clips exactly they showed really had me laughing
1: and then they so, roll up so the sign. this is
0: interesting I, Mel Brooks has only directed 11 movies. I had no idea he was that low. I thought for I sure know, he had He's more.
1: one of those like re- legendary directors that you think like, oh, he's constantly directing stuff. And his last like, one Woody was Allen.
0: 1995. But yeah, so he's got The Producers, uh, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, which I need to see that. I hear such good things about Young. Silent Movie, which is the, you know, him doing a silent film in his own way. Mm-hmm. History of the World Part 1, Spaceballs,
1: Robin Hood Men in Tights. I know that's one of your favorites. Well, I like Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I've seen uh, Young Frankenstein, which is really great, and that's also has Gene Wilder in it. I can't believe '95 was the last
0: time he did a movie. I mean, he's still alive and kicking, and he hasn't done anything since '95.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Kind of it's surprising. weird. I find that
0: really hard to believe.
1: Yeah, I wonder I why he stopped. I'm, I'm curious now. Like, why did he stop? I don't know. But yeah, no, Blazing Saddles, fucking, I, it, it, I'm like, it holds up in a weird way. It's kind of weird to say that right now, especially with all of world issues and whatnot. But well, it's, it's
0: still, it still is an anti racist movie. Yeah, I have to, like go about sh- like showing it in a certain way to
1: to sh- show why it's wrong. But right, and it's again, it's one, it's a movie that you couldn't make today. But it still has a decent... It, yeah, you're right. it does have an anti-racist um, message to it.
0: Which kind of makes me pissed off at the world today They couldn't make that today because it, the overall message is anti-racism.
1: Yeah, I think people would just argue that there's better ways to go about it. But I still think with satire is one of the like, absurdest comedies is one of the funniest ways to do it. Because it's oh, just yeah. like, yeah, do you know how ridiculous this is? If we channel it up to like 11, you're like, that is ridiculous. See, you're like, oh, that's that's right. But I don't know. It holds up. Just I that, really liked it. I laughed my ass off while watching that,
0: that whole scene when they're trying to drop an N bomb, but it gets bleeped out by a bell.
1: Yeah. Bing. <laughs> <Anyway>.
0: Excuse
1: me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do need to see that. I need to see that and Young Frankenstein, and I'd like to see a silent film too.
1: I should watch that one as well.
0: I've, I've heard good things about that one. Who was in that one? Mel Brooks himself. I have no idea who those people are.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, again, like now watching this, which I'm glad we're kind of doing this because like I said, it would have taken me forever to get through this docuseries being as it's an hour and a half for each episode and there's eight. Mm -hmm. But now that we're slowly through, we're almost halfway done now. Are we halfway done?
0: I think so because we got 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I've had a great time and I keep I'm looking forward to the next episode.
0: Yeah, same. Robin Hood and Men in Tights. Gosh, that's such a funny one.
1: Yeah. But you know, other than that, I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's great, great much having all carrying
0: like that. that role too. I always forget Dave Chappelle of super young Dave Chappelle is in that film.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. But I know exactly who he is. I can picture it right now.
0: <laughs> Chew, Patrick Stewart's in it. Yeah. So good. I, I need to see that again. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Ah, so many so many good <laughs> legends, though. Um, as far as, like, Manhattan goes, I mean, great, uh, great film. Definitely, yeah, kind of on the artsy side as far as, like, the, all those, like, well, shots of New York City and black and white. I mean, it's like watching photography come to life so much fun and dog day afternoon great movie definitely recommend it it's streaming on hbo max right now the other 2 i'm definitely gonna watch it this week yeah check it out it's definitely worthwhile yeah i'm looking forward to going into the 80s like i i can't wait trying to think any other ones so many films i wanted to watch apocalypse now but they took it off hbo max
1: but yeah, oh, so bastards. so many good
0: films. He had The Godfather's, The Last Picture Show, that looked good with Jeff, a super young Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Being straight's Taxi Driver. Um, what else here came out? American Graffiti came out that year. Encounters of the third, close encounters of the third kind, which was yeah. Spielberg's follow-up to Jaws. Raiders Lost Ark, MASH, Harold and Maude is one that I still to this day need to see. Yeah, I haven't seen that either shampoo alice yeah cabaret too never seen that yeah i can't wait for the 80s though i mean we're gonna start getting into james cameron stuff like terminator and aliens more star wars it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah dude it's gonna be sweet fast times at richmond high (laughs) yeah i'm ready to watch the new episode
0: I know same here all right
1: well any last thoughts on the 1970s slash Annie Hall no I think I said everything I need to say like I just I love loving the docuseries enjoying writing down a bunch of movies for me to check out further my movie education and I loved Andy Hall Annie Hall I keep saying Andy Hall
0: (laughs) Annie Hall yes good stuff well cool all right well uh shall we wrap it up here then?
1: Yeah. Perfect. if you can find, what I said, perfect no. all right daniel where can they find us they can find us online on instagram and twitter movies underscore bruise let us know what you think about the movies the 1970s 1980s and let us know what your favorite movies are from the decades thanks everybody for downloading the show
0: and if you like it share it with friends we appreciate it and we'll talk to you next time on movies and bruise Cheers!